welcome to the Future Champions Podcast. My name is Stuart Taylor, and in the first 10 episodes of 2022, we will be going back to 2021 and looking at 10 key sporting moments and how they impacted people. And rather than me choosing those moments, I've asked 10 people to select their number one sporting moment of 2021, explain why it was so important to them, and have a brief discussion. I really enjoyed chatting to these people and over the next 10 days, you'll get to know them too. I hope you enjoy these episodes of the Future Champions podcast, the top sporting moments of 2021. The first person that I'm speaking to today is Robert Garland, who is absolute sports tragic, has been raised on surf life saving and is a complete joy to talk to. Robert Garland, thank you for joining me in this episode of the Future Champions podcast. Thank you, Stuart, and uh, hi to everyone out there in digital land. I, I think it's important that we go through a bit of your history. You've been heavily involved with uh, surf lifesaving. Can you tell me a bit about your journey in surf lifesaving? Well, it goes back to uh, I think I was a little bit uh, too uh, fractious at home. So mum said it's time for you to go down the beach and joined Nippers back in 1968 and uh, the, the rest is history. I've had some 40 years of patrols. I've been to state and national and championships. Not too uh, successful per se, but uh, it's all about being there. And, you know, I, I wonder what my life would be without uh, surf lifesaving. It's given me so much. And you are a life member of the Harvey Bay Surf Lifesaving Club? Yeah, I'm very, very blessed. Uh, I was honoured with that uh, God, some 10 years ago. It seems like yesterday I'm life member number nine. To just be joined in one common theme, and that is uh, saving lives. This episode is clearly about identifying the 10 uh, key moments in sport, and I've asked 10 people to give me their one moment in sport. What moment have you chosen? Well, for me, uh, this year, particularly when the mar- uh, I suppose the whole worldwide marketplace of sport and life in general has been swamped with uh, the pandemic and the massive issues of family loss and distancing, for, for me it was Ash Barty's win at, at the Wimbledon. Uh, it was like a history book was written in advance. Um, 50 years ago, Yvonne Gulagong, now Yvonne Corley, uh, won Wimbledon and she was aspirational back then. Uh, and unfortunately, at that time, uh, Australian Indigenous uh, sports people were thin on the ground. It's not like that now. It's, it's open um, to all comers and it's so great to see so many different types of people come through in different types of sports. And Ash Barty, to reach number one, and she's been there for two years, with injury, moving from cricket, uh, playing for Australia, to tennis. It's just, she's a natural freak. And would you believe it, what a pocket rocket. Five foot five, 166 centimetres. I checked that out this morning. <laughs> she, and she's playing against... Amazon's like, you know, six foot, six foot two. It's it's nothing short of spectacular. She is just a pocket rocket. So while we're here, let's look at look at some of the moments. The dream comes true. Yes. Australia's Ash Barty is Wimbledon champion. Woo. 
How cool is that? Absolutely. And still shivers. I don't know how many times I watched that. I watched it live, like a lot of Australians did. She looks about uh, seven foot four there. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Look at her cry. It's just. And she's this is carried this, injury. And um, this is an English crowd. Yeah, oh, they love her. They, they did something very special for her when she, after the win, it hasn't been done before, but they put, put a picture of Yvonne Cawley in the locker room. And that's a sacred place. There's no tennis player photos in there. There's walk halls of fame. But the English fans um, just loved her that much. And the, yeah, have a look at her. She's so humble. It's putting a lump in the throat now. <laughs> and her acknowledgement, like, she's so humble. And to be the top of the sport in cricket, and then I don't think people realise what it takes to be a, a tennis player, let alone number one in the world, let alone be five foot five. What's your thoughts when you uh, watch that moment again? Well, I, I remember just getting out of a chair and going right up to the TV and modern TVs are just like you in the moment. And I just felt like giving a big hug from Australia, and I'm sure I wasn't alone on that, um, to, to, to write history uh, like she has and then acknowledge that. Like it wasn't anything about her. It was all about her journey and who'd helped her and her connection with, with Yvonne Gulagong. So and what, what is that connection for those who don't know? What, what's the connection between Ash and Yvonne? Well, I, I think it's just obviously their Indigenous uh, heritage, but also their love of the game. And when um, she moved from cricket back to tennis, she, she was of two minds. Um, Yvonne stepped in and had a bit of a chat to her and was mentoring her through her journey uh, through and sort of what to expect. Because she basically burst on the scene. You've got to remember some of the significant players from Europe and US, they were dominating. Uh, Ash Barty just came through and said, I've arrived, and just smashed them. Like, just, who is this little pocket rocket from Australia? I guess for those people who don't know, what did, what did Yvonne achieve at Wimbledon? Well, she won the title, I think. Well, firstly, uh, she was in... Excellent company like Margaret Court. Uh, it was very rare for an Indigenous player to play tennis at all, let at that, yet at that level. Um, I remember as a kid, um, she, she was my Cathy Freeman as a kid. Um, and, and it was a Cathy Freeman moment, but with a different flavour. Uh, Kathy Freeman in the in the 2000 Olympics when she came down that straight at the 400, like it was tingling. Uh, and I'm not comparing the efforts, but I think where Ash has been at that age, it's nothing short of spectacular to move sport and to be that, in a sense, tiny in stature but gigantic in performance. I think. Uh, not comparing the two, they're both spectacular. But I think Ash's efforts and hum humility, like it's never been about her. It's always been about her team. Uh, it's been about Australia. It's been about her Indigenous heritage. It's about the people that have helped. And I think if, if we're going to really enjoy sport, that's what it's got to be peeled back to.
It's not the sport. It's actually the journey and the connections you make and the person you become. The sport is the sense of vehicle. She just loves playing for Australia. And I think we all need to uh, acknowledge that, that it's to, to take that on um, with such humility in such rarefied air, I think puts her above a lot of other sports people who have allowed their egos to be disruptive of the sport, disruptive of their family. She's the exact opposite. And if I was to talk to any child aspiring to be a, a future athlete, she would be in the top five to, to say, look, just whatever she's done, figure it out and copy it. When I first started asking people about their moments in 2021 that they valued in sport, if I had selected 10 of, of those moments, Ash Barty's Wimbledon wouldn't have been one of them. But now I'm thinking, how's that possible? Why wouldn't she be the top one or two? And it's amazing, isn't it, how when we look at the year that's passed through our own, through our own spectacles, we miss things, but it's great to be able to talk to other people and hear from their perspective how important things were. So it's good to have this conversation. Thanks for, for sharing. Well, I appreciate the opportunity, Stuart. The, I think there's that much media. I think we all are aware of that. But I think you need to search for those gems, not hover over uh, what's running at the moment. And obviously the tra traditional sports of AFL and NRL and, and obviously football, uh, rugby union, they uh, volleyball, even they tend to dominate. But there's a whole raft of sports that we need to open up and investigate. Uh, we, we've got champions across all sorts. And we're at the Winter Olympics about to, we're going to go and see another batch of champions. We're, we've broken ground in the, in the Winter Olympics for the first time uh, in the last, in a sense, decade. And we don't have that much snow. So those people are doing amazing things. So I just urge everyone to not be uh, sports-centric uh, on one sport, but to enjoy the moments across what all Australians are doing. And it is inspirational to me to say, well, hang on, I've got some aches and pains and I've got these things holding me back in my head. And then I look at what other people are achieving and it's like, Everest versus Mount Kosciuszko. And I just say, well, get on with it. Uh, things could be a lot worse. And at Ash Barty, for me, when she held up that silver tray and acknowledged Yvonne Goolagong, mate, I, I had tears in my eyes. I was, I was right there in front of the TV with her and I'm sure, as, as I said before, millions of others Australians. And we're going to go and see that again. There'll be another moment, can I flag, at the Australian Open where the two of them will get together. And I think that's going to be spectacular. Fantastic. Robert Garland, thank you for sharing. Thank you, Stuart, and thank you, listeners. Cheers. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Future Champions podcast, the top 10 sporting moments of 2021. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, I encourage you to go back and listen to some of the other great episodes from 2021 and 2020. My name is Stuart Taylor. Stay safe.